Raymond, do you remember when Alex Smith was uh, on the 49ers and he got benched for Colin Kaepernick? I do. I disagreed with that. I actually did it, too, at the time. And then he got traded to Kansas City, where many of our quarterbacks go to die. But then, instead of dying there, he ended up going to Washington. And now he plays us this week. Let me ask you a question, Raymond. Where do you think Alex Smith ends up next? I actually have no clue where Alex Smith ends up next, but I can tell you where he should go, and that should he should go to uh, San Francisco. <laughs> he should. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, we could definitely use his talents right now again, for sure. Now, Raymond, uh, before we talk about his talents and the rest of this episode, why don't you let them know where can the Goldcast Empire find us? You can follow us on Instagram at the Goldcast and on Twitter at the under or at, at the underscore Goldcast. And you can follow us everywhere else that podcasts are broadcasted. That's YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere that podcasts are syndicated. You can find the Goldcast. Just look for the moniker the gold cast and you can find me rudy and every episode that we've ever broadcast to the interwebs ready for your viewing or listening pleasure all 15,743.5 episodes exist online and you can hear them. do you want to hear what our thoughts were about the 1994 super bowl we were only 12 when we were recording those you can find it online at the Goldcast feed. All right, Raymond, here we go. Big ass episode, the return of Alex Smith. Man, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Horrible on third down conversions, but he did get better at it as time has gone on. But ice in his veins, clutch in his veins. He's coming here to play San Francisco. Luckily, not in San Francisco, but in Arizona. And uh, this should be a very interesting game they've got a tough defense and uh, there's a lot to talk about here so but first before we get started the greatest podcast intro in the game is about to drop your professor of fanalism i'm in the building the greatest fanalist in the game he is here too classes in session let's go san francisco are you ready, are you ready? this is the gold cast <laughs> Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa I, baby. Boom! Raymond, pretty big game. Uh, we are still numerically hanging on by a thread on the in, uh, with our playoff hopes for the 49ers. We really needed to win last week. We already have gone in-depth about that discussion last week. They did not turn out the way any of us had expected. Unfortunately, I thought it was actually one of the most lackluster, flattest performances I've seen by a Kyle Shanahan-led uh, team in their entire tenure. I but, agree. And, right? and it's, it's actually worse now because now, mathematically, other teams have to assist us getting into the playoffs versus being in control of our own destiny, which is really the word, the, the last place you want to be. If you're really trying to be a serious contender, which in my opinion, the 49ers are not. And it, I take no pleasure in saying that. No, not at all. I think our biggest hope was that we would get to a place where 
the Niners would what we'd hold on, we'd string enough wins together, and then by weeks 15 or 16, Jimmy G, George Kittle would come back and we'd make a run. But right now, as it stands, you know, we, we, like you said, we need things to happen. We need other teams to shoot themselves in the foot in order to have a chance, and that makes it tough. And this next team is also fighting for their playoff lives, and they are rolling after defeating the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers last week. And I'm talking about the Washington professional football team. It cracks me up. The name that I have used to be uh, as a sign of respect to our Native American brothers and sisters is now the actual name of that team. Dan Snyder, his creativity knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington professional football team as led by uh, our boy, Alex Smith, the quarterback who I believe actually would have won the Super Bowl had he started. That is a very hot take. Uh, but um, this is also the man who manufactured the catch three. So he was no stranger to clutch theatrics in the final moments of the game. I think he's actually the last like real clutch quarterback that we've had on the roster. Um, but either way, he's coming to San Francisco with something to prove. And uh, let's get to it, man. Let's start looking at the numbers. All right. So here we go. All right. It is officially week 14. The Washington professional football team will be going to facing will be coming here to face the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday, December 13, 2020 at 1:25 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. The venue has changed. It will be at State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona. This is basically our home while we deal with the pandemic here in California. Okay. Washington, they are 5 set 5 and 7 and they are 2 and 4 away. San Francisco, same exact record. Five and seven, they are one and five at home. So, honestly, Washington's not doing that much better on the road than San Francisco's doing at home. Uh, almost the exact same score. Almost the exact same record. All right, let's take a look at what Vegas has lined up for us. So, the uh, right now, uh, the spread, Vegas still believes in us. Two weeks in a row, they believe in us. They barely believed in us last week, and, and boy, did we pay for it. Um, but it, we've got... Washington at plus four, San Francisco minus four. So we are four-point favorites over Washington. The total spread, or the, the total over-under is 43.5. I'm not sure. Yeah, I could see us going scoring over 43.5. We'll see. All right. The public, though. The public does not believe in us at all, Raymond. Right now, the public is betting 75% in favor of Washington, 25% in favor of San Francisco. Last week, it was flipped. Last week, everybody had their money on San Francisco. This week, no one has their money on San Francisco. I prefer when no one has their money on San Francisco, just to be honest with you. All right. So let's talk about some of these, uh, some of the stats. So Washington right now, Raymond, Washington is averaging 22 points per game. That is ranked 25th in the NFL. Washington is surrendering 21.7 points per game. They're surrendering an average of 1.7 points more than what they're earning. That is eighth in the NFL. San Francisco is averaging 23.8 points per game this season. That's 20th in the NFL. They're surrendering, oof, 24 points per game this season. So uh, on paper, just looking at those numbers, Raymond, you have a Washington team that surrenders 21 points and a San Francisco team that averages 23.8 points. 
So typically speaking, Washington does not allow teams to get to 23.8. Uh, the Niners, however, we surrender 24 points per game this season, and Washington averages 22, well within their means of what they're capable of. So on paper to me, just looking at those numbers, minusing not including Vegas's bets, just looking at that math, you kind of it almost looks like Washington wins by like one or two points just based on that math. But um, that's what we're looking at as far as Vegas. That's what that's what Vegas thinks as far as this game. That's what they're looking at. Raymond, now I'm going to pass it off to you. Let's talk about the most crucial and dire and most frustrating part of this preview episode. And that, of course, is always the 49ers injury report. Who is playing for the team this week? And have we lost anybody from last week to this week? Well, we know that uh, everyone, well, we're actually getting some people back this week. So we're actually getting healthier, um, which is nice because we've been on a real, I mean, some people are down. Like, for example, Emmanuel Mosley is dealing with a hamstring issue still. He didn't participate all this week. DJ Jones dealt with an ankle injury. I was really frustrated with him last week. He hasn't participated at all this week. I don't expect either of them to play. So we're down two defenders there, which is not good. Um, Kevin Givens, one of our depth guys, hasn't practiced all week. You know, great, because uh, we needed that. Um, <laughs> Tom Compton, offensive lineman in concussion protocol, hasn't participated all this week because the last thing we need is protection, right? Um <laughs> Debo Samuel has a foot injury. Um, he was uh, didn't participate on Wednesday, but he did was a limited participant today. He will most likely trend uh, towards playing. He, they're just, I think these are just kind of the precautionary, you know, uh, protocols that they're giving to him in order to preserve him so that he doesn't doesn't get injured again. Uh, Kawan Williams, our slot nickel cornerback, uh, dealing with an ankle injury, high ankle sprain. He was limited participant yesterday and today, so that is great. He is a starter, number one Pro Bowl caliber, arguably, a nickel cornerback for this defense. So getting him back is huge because that's really where Josh Allen made a lot of his money last week was targeting that practice squad cornerback. I even forget his name. That's how amazingly impressionable he was. Uh, and he just got chewed up from beginning of the game to the end of the game. We really just didn't have a choice because we didn't have anybody left to put in. So that was Emmanuel Mosley's job the week before. But with him being out again and Kawan Williams trending too healthy, that means Kawan Williams can slide right back into his starting position. And then you can have Richard Sherman and Jason Verrett, who are clearly the bona fide number one and number two cornerbacks on this team, all together with Jimmy Ward which will be terrific, terrific to have all those three guys back um, playing, to, or all four of those guys playing on the field together, uh, especially Jason Verrett. On the Washington side of things, this is actually where things, I don't, I don't wish injury on anybody, but injuries do help a team in terms of advantages. And Antonio Gibson, the rookie, has been a beast this year. If you have him on fantasy, good for you. If you don't, oh well. But uh, he actually has been dealing with a toe injury that he sustained in the Pittsburgh game last week, and he has not participated all week. He is listed as doubtful uh, for the game, and so I don't expect him to play um, this this Sunday, which means that J.D. McKissick, the number two back, will be getting a lot of those looks. So fantasy players, put J.D. McKissick in your lineup. That's my tip for the week. Um, 
Morgan Moses, the tackle, dealing with a groin injury, limited in practice today, didn't participate on Wednesday. Brandon Sheff, guard, calf, didn't participate on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. So I expect these two guys to be training in the right direction. David Sharp, tackle, knee injury, hasn't participated all week. That's not good in terms of protection because Alex Smith needs all the protection he can get. Terry McLaurin, their number one ride receiver, dealing with a little bit of an ankle issue. He was a full, full participant today. He is a beast, 977 yards, three scores this year. So he is a solid number one wide receiver. He will participate this Sunday to give Alex Smith an option downfield. Ryan Anderson, defensive end, full participant this week. That is it for Washington. So if you want to hear any more details about that team, you're going to have to go to the Washington Professional Podcast to hear more about what the team is doing and what they're thinking and what they're saying about the upcoming matchup. Absolutely. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, the podcast formerly known as the Washington Bleep Podcast. You can find it. Just Google search any of those two names. It'll come right up. Right there. There's a, yeah, there's also, I think, a football podcast, which is the only professional podcast uh, that is associated with this team because every, everyone else is like, you know, there's the Miami, there's the Finns, there's the, uh, the, the Lions, the uh, Pack of the, pack of the, the Pride podca podcast. That, whereas this one is just the professional, the football podcast. So. It's very difficult to find in search <laughs> engines. It's extremely difficult to find. Uh, um, I've looked it up several times and spent literally seven hours. I literally, by the time I got to about Google page 50 and you can find football podcast. And that's generally where you'll find the Washington uh, podcast. Uh, the great guys, though, they're really nice guys. And, um, you know, they're they're at four subs. And, you know, if you're in Washington, Give them a shout-out. Give them an ad. They could use the help. Uh, Raymond, so this is all about matchups. We have a a quarterback here. Now, we talked about last week. Let's let's go back to the – going back to last week, Josh Allen was the big uh, X factor, right? Mobile quarterback, loves when plays break down, is very spontaneous, very hard to predict, and we saw that, right? We saw that hook, line, and sinker. He did exactly what we suspected. Now we have a more traditional quarterback in Alex Smith. We have a more traditional drop-back quarterback, not super mobile. Right, or, or, or not as mobile as he used to be, unfortunately, because he got injured. But, I mean, he's, he's obviously also gotten more mature in the pocket and doesn't take off as much as he used to. But he can move a little bit. But he's definitely going to be a 180 from what we just experienced. And so this kind of quarterback, Raymond, this kind of quarterback kind of falls right into Robert Sala's wheelhouse. You know what I mean? This is the kind of quarterback that Robert Sala is really good at containing and picking apart. So let me ask you, as we go into this matchup, Raymond, what are the matchups you see? Am I right? Is, Al is Alex Smith, is he vulnerable to the 49ers style of defense? What are the matchups that you think are key to us winning the game? Well, it's going to be pass rush, just like it was supposed to be last week. But not only did we not penetrate very well, but uh, because Josh Josh Allen flushed out of the pocket a little bit, but not nearly as much as he would have if he was facing the gold rush of 2019. But if that same thing happens to Alex Smith, then good luck trying to beat him because he will just carve you up just as well as Josh Allen will. This is a playoff caliber, playoff winning quarterback who has played well in big moments. And if we not are able to get pressure on him, and he will do the exact same thing that any competent quarterback will do, and that's just to shred, shred your secondary. 
your secondary can only last two seconds, three at best. You know, if you if you have an outstanding coverage unit, then yeah, sure, you can set your guys up for what's called a coverage sack. But it, with the current state of the team, it's not really something that we can rely on. Um, so we really do have to generate pressure, hurries, hits. Um, obviously not to the point where we're hurting Alex Smith. The last thing I want to see is Alex Smith get hurt again. But we do need to disrupt his rhythm, disrupt the timing, because he's going to be looking for ter guys like Terry McLaurin, uh, who are very good, stretch the field very well. He's going to be a matchup problem. But I think, you know, I feel like Jason Verrett can handle him really well. Richard Sherman obviously needs is going to be playing zones for the most part because he just is no, he's no longer viable in man coverage, at least not to the caliber he was when he was younger, and certainly not this season. He did much better last year, but even last year, he played a little bit more zone. Uh, so we need to take care of that. J.D. McKissick also is going to be a threat catching um, out of the backfield as well as running out of the backfield. And uh, Alex Smith is very comfortable checking down the ball, especially when things get a little heated. If J.D. McKissick is there, he's going to dump the ball off to J.D. McKissick just to get out of that, get out of uh, sack territory. So we're going to have to keep an eye on him too, keep him contained. I don't think that that's going to be a huge issue because that falls under the responsibility of, most of the time, the linebackers. And I feel like if Kwan Williams is going to be back in the lineup who plays a lot, a lot of time plays in the box, or Fred Warner, you know, uh, Dre Greenlaw, those guys, I think they're going to clamor onto players like him pretty quick. I don't really see him making a huge impact here. If this was Antonio Gibson, it might be a different story because then you would deal with Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick although Gibson would be getting the lion's share out of the two of them. But now we're just dealing with one in J.D. McKissick, so I don't really see that as being a huge matchup problem uh, on the ground or in the air. Um, and I do know that they, Washington favors their, or, or I should say Alex, favors, really does like to utilize the tight ends. He did that very well when he was in San Francisco. He did it very well when he was in Kansas City. And he's starting to do it now and actually making their tight end a viable a player, which they he wasn't until uh, up until Alex Smith came back. So that's something to watch out for. But because he's big, uh, he's a big target. He can go up and get the ball. So that's going to be a matchup problem. That would be a matchup problem for Kawan Williams, although Kawan Williams is still really good at breaking those up. So I would expect him to have a pretty pretty even time with that matchup, uh, even though he you know there's clearly a size disadvantage there. But I think that 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 will be a good. Defensively, this is a really good team. So I think that they're going to really try to limit. They're really good against the run. So I feel like they're going to try. Washington's going to really try to stop us on the ground and force Nick Mullins to beat us with his arm because we know that that's a serious, they know that that's a serious liability in terms of accuracy and just moving the ball downfield. So uh, that's to me that it's a pretty straightforward game plan. If, if Jimmy and Kittle and some of those other guys were there, it'd be a different story, but we're just going to have to see how this plans out. I'd like to see a Debo Samuel much earlier in the game. Don't wait to use him until the game is out of hand like we saw last week with Buffalo. That was really frustrating. I don't know what was happening there. Although Brandon Ayuk was still very explosive in the first half. But using both of them you know, in tandem is really what makes them more dangerous because they're both very dynamic players that can run and catch very well and run after the catch very well. So using them both instead of saying Brandon Ayuk first half, Debo Samuel second half, to me, that doesn't work. To me, that's not a viable game plan. And look, Kyle Shanahan knows this this stuff better than I do. So uh, obviously, you know, 
I'll lose that debate 10 times out of 10. But in my humble, very unqualified opinion, I think we need to see both of these guys mixed up throughout the entire game versus just sharing a half of football, which is what we saw last week. Absolutely, and I agree with you. But don't forget, Shani's the greatest play caller in the game. You're the greatest fanalist. You're not just a fan. You're not an analyst. You're a fanalist. That means something <laughs> on this show. All right, Raymond. Uh, Alex Smith with those tight ends, of course. Of course he likes those tight ends. He's not, he doesn't have a big arm. He's not a big arm guy. He's not a gunslinger. You know, and as he's gotten older, that arm is, is only getting more limited. It's not expanding as it gets older. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, as far as the as far as far uh, defense is concerned, I'm very concerned. Mostert has not really been able to break free. He has really not been able to generate the kind of uh, big moves that we see. Obviously, this is a depleted line that's not has not been playing up to par. But at the same time, as we mentioned before, it does feel like some of our run game has been a little bit more predictable than usual. Um, you know, we a lot of up the middle, which is not really our strength, even as a team. You know, we're really good at those sweeps out to the sides, out out, um, out to the edges. That's really where the Niners uh, make their bread and butter as far as run plays. Yeah, I don't think there was a single jet sweep in the first half last week. I could be wrong. I don't recall seeing anything, either to Brandon Ayuk or Debo. They're both capable of doing it, but I don't recall seeing any of that. I feel like we attempted one, but I don't remember where it was. If you remember, let us know in the comments at, at a YouTube slash the Goldcast. Uh, so, yeah, um, this is a tough matchup for us. Let me ask you this. Who are your players to watch? Well, I mean, the matchup is, to me, these defenses stack up really well. You have the number fourth, the fourth-ranked defense against the sixth-ranked defense, and you have so to me, but the big disadvantage is between the offenses. You have the 26th ranked offense versus the 14th ranked offense. Those are some big differences as far as the NFL is concerned. So for me, no, no, no. It's it's 25th. Uh, Washington is 25th, and the Niners are 20. So they're they're a little close. They're closer than what you're. Well, okay. Well, I don't know what stat they're referring to on NFL.com. It says. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm just looking at. You're right. I'm looking at Vegas stats. So go with your stats. Sorry. Gotcha. Um, so to me, this is going to really come down to offense. I feel like the offense is going to carry us here. The defense is, uh, I feel like the defense is going to have an, our defense is going to have an easier time than the Washington defense. So to me, this is really going to come down to which offense, you know, will be able to put up points. And to me, Kyle Shanahan's offense is clearly the more dynamic, more potent offense of the two. So that's really the X factor here. So on offense, the players I really want to watch is I want to see if Nick Mullins can bounce back from yesterday, get a, be a little bit more accurate, get the ball out quicker. And the other player, I want to see if Raheem Mostert can get going on the ground against a very tough rushing defense. Can he be able to thwart them? I, I you know, It's weird seeing the committee football between Jeff Wilson when Raheem Mostert is clearly the, the better back of the two. So he should be getting more touches than Jeff Wilson Jr. Nothing, nothing against Jeff Wilson Jr., but, you know, you need to do that. I mean, Tevin Coleman came in out of nowhere and had a neg negative 11 yards, you know, the, in, in the, the few snaps that he got. Will we see more of him? Will, will he continue to look flat? Or will he be able to bounce back if they give him touches? So, but anyways, I don't want to get too far off the topic there. So my guys are Nick Mullen, Raheem Mostert on offense. What about on defense? Defense, it's the front four. Can the front four generate pressure on Alex Smith to disrupt his rhythm and his timing to get get him off the field? 
Can they do that? If they're able to do that, then this is a wrap. Easy. It's a wrap. Easy. Awesome. Okay, so here's who I'm looking at. I am looking at, on offense, one player you haven't mentioned, and that is our big superstar wide receiver that was supposed to be carrying this team, Debo Samuel. I don't know if it's because they were afraid of his injury, so they kept him very limited last week, or they were double-teaming him and making it difficult. I'm not really sure what the issue was last week with Debo Samuel, but I want to see the Debo of old. You've already mentioned it. I want to see him in tandem with Brandon Ayuk, and I want to see some magic out of these guys. I want to see that speed and that the uh, their ability to force these defenses to backpedal. And that's what I want to see in offense. On defense, on defense, I want to see Richard Sherman. He's been a little mercurial. He's been a little mercurial. And this is a team, like we already talked about, they're not big gunslingers. Alex Smith's not a big gunslinger. This is not a game where the ball's going to be go flying down the down the down the field every 30, 40, 20, you know, yards. This is a much shorter tighter passing game this is a much shorter tighter passing window and this is the kind of window where i think richard sherman can really make an impact and really prove what he's worth you know he keeps talking about how we have like 40 free agents and he's not going to be on the team next year well well then let's let's make these last several games really count all right and that's who i want to yeah. see <laughs> and if that's the case then you better put on some good tape so that you have a viable place to go um, not, not to say that, I mean, he's going to have suitors one way or another, but the better he plays, the better his opportunities are in the off season. If, if he indeed does not come back. I agree. 100%. All right, Raymond. Cause in my, my opinion, he needs to go to free safety. That's where he needs to go with, with the, him lacking the speed and the lateral movement, free safety's the next step for him. Yeah. I think he'd be great at it. And that's the thing. I think he would thrive in that position. Yeah. That's what happened to Ronnie Lott. He was better at safety than he was at corner. Yeah, so I I don't see what that you know I think it's it's sometimes I think it comes down to being a little stubborn, you know it's it's tough to let go of the it's if it, they I think there's a feeling like that you are somehow admitting that maybe you're not where you used to be and that you know that's hard for athletes what what happens ninety percent of these athletes they go until their bodies fail on them right like they don't they don't quit while they're ahead so I I understand from a from maybe a internal side why there's a struggle to move to that position but I agree that's where Sherman needs to go you mentioned that last week and we we agree this week all right Raymond so now it's time for our final projections what happens in this game who wins what's the final score let the Goldcast Empire know 24-17 San Francisco Woo! wow you're not gonna like mine. Uh, I'm 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 gonna go 21-19, Washington professional football team. I uh, I I that last week really. You think we lose? We've never lost back-to-back -back games with Kyle or uh, I say um, since we've been winning. Um, I was gonna say, I was like, we've lost a lot. <laughs> I was of say, we lost like games. nine straight a couple yeah. years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but I, but I mean like in. Uh, it, with, since 2019, I don't think the Niners have dropped uh, two straight. So, or no, we dropped two straight this year. Yeah, that's all right. I, your heart. I mean, was the in Washington the right podcast is. I listened to them earlier today, and I think some of that just leaked into my brain. Yeah, well, you also spent three hours trying to find football podcasts. That was real tough. Yes, it was three hours trying to find them just so we could shout them out. Um, Raymond, yeah. Uh, what I saw last week to me, looked like a team looked really flat. And now I'm afraid that this team might be starting to take their foot off the pedal. Not Shani, not Salah, 
but the team. And so I want to be proven wrong, right? Trust me, I want to be proven wrong. So hopefully I am. But as of right now, I'm going to say I believe the Washington professional football team wants us a little more just based on last week. They're on a roll after beating Pittsburgh. They're coming right in. They're fighting for their playoff lives, and they want it. And right now, they, they look did. like they they look like they want it more. But but I think I think Pittsburgh also shot themselves in the foot to 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 help Washington in that effort to drop balls, um, uh, drop balls, poor protections or poor protection is a credit to Washington, but the drop balls is a credit to Pittsburgh. And if we do things like that, then sure, this team has a chance. But I don't necessarily see that happening this week. Because remember, both teams, like, the, the, the game had to get adjusted uh, because of COVID. So I really felt like, you know, they were, they were off rhythm because they just didn't have a, a normal week of practice. And that showed on, on, in that game, in my opinion. So I don't think that the Niners are going to be susceptible because they're not dealing with the same circumstances. Well, I hope you're right, Raymond. I absolutely do hope you're right. And uh, this is my challenge to you, San Francisco 49ers. I'm, I'm, ca I'm calling you out. I'm saying that you're not going to win this game, so prove me wrong. What say you, Goldcast Empire? Let us know in the comments below. Let us know who you think is going to win and what the final score is going to be. All right? And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. We are building this thing. We're really happy. The feedback's been great. We enjoy everything that everyone's been saying. Join us on YouTube. And if you're already here on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. All right, my friends. So concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same gold cast time, same gold cast channel. This is, is the gold cast.